Wouldn't you love to know how to create, grow, and preserve your wealth? Well, you are now in the right place. Welcome to the Wealth Wise Podcast, all courtesy of VM Wealth Management. Welcome back to your favorite financial education series, the VM WealthWise Podcast. Season 3 is off to a great start. With that episode titled Abundance Mindset, I'm sure you guys listened and I'm sure it was insightful. Now, for this week's episode, we'll be expanding our mindset by taking a look at the topic, ride with the waves or stay the course, jumping in and out of investments. So... I find this topic really interesting. Why? Because as you sign up for investments accounts, you may add stocks under your portfolios, but you really don't know when to get in or when to get out. And to take it even a little bit further, we might even take these investments decision based on rumors or just <laughs> pure panic, right? But before I, I, I go any further, I just want to introduce our very special guest who will be telling us a little bit about their story and how they can help us to ride this wave. So this evening I have with me Shanice Williams, an equity investor, and Mr. David Rose, a business writer. Guys, thank you so much for being with me here this episode. You know, I'm truly excited to have this conversation. So feel free, relax. Get ready to go. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. All right. But before we get into the meat of the matter, as a quick reminder, you can find us on vmwealthwise.buzzsprout.com as well as the VM Wealth YouTube channel. Please do not forget our LinkedIn page at VM Wealth Management. You can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and the list goes on. Now, let's get into it. Right. So I have a little quick fact here. Now, investing involves committing money in order to earn a financial return. This in essentially means that you invest money to make money and achieve your financial goals. Many people turn to the markets to help them buy homes, send their children to college or build a retirement plan. But unlike the banking world where deposits are guaranteed, the values of stocks, bonds, and other securities fluctuates with the market conditions. And that's a hard fact. No one can guarantee that you'll make money from your investments. And they may, all, all is well, lose value. No, regardless of all of that. And where you invest your money, you are essentially giving your money to a company, a government, or an entity in the hope that they will give you more money in the future. No. I'm dying to talk to you guys, right? I had a little chit-chat with you before we started and the conversation was riveting. So now I just want the listeners to get a piece of that. So I think I want to start with Shanice. How has investing changed your life? And most importantly, how has it changed your approach to earning? All right. So for me, I'm somewhat of an unconventional investor, <laughs> So my methods are, are a bit different than what a lot of people mm -hmm. who talk about investing um, would say. So how it's changed my life, I'm, well, I'm, afford to, I'm, I'm, I'm able to afford to do things that I probably couldn't if I wasn't investing. So in my investments, they pay for my expenses. 
um, pays my rent, my bills. Trips to I want to get a, <laughs> I want to get a car soon. That's gonna be partially financed from the money that I'm making in the market, mm. and it really opened up my understanding of what it takes to really survive long term. Because mm. money disappears. Yeah, like you make money, you spend it, and that's it. And if you have it in the bank, it's also disappearing, whether we see it or not, because inflation is a thing that most of us, you know, don't we don't see it. So we don't understand that your money is actually dying in the bank, but it is. So you have to put it in something that's going to allow you to survive long term. That's really mm. what it comes down to. Um, in the beginning, you said we invest to make money. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. You're investing to make more money on top of the money that you have now. So that's how it's changed my life. Um, it's made me understand what money really is, what the value of it is, what it should mean to us, and how we can use it to make more to actually live a fruitful life. I, I love that answer. And David, I haven't forgotten you, right? I want to hear your answer to that question. How has it changed your life? So, you know, there is one thing about earning more money, but there's another thing about building a lot of great relationships. So, you know, going to the AGMs, you know, meeting some of these esteemed persons, you know, who you'd probably see only on TV, in magazines, you know, you get to realize that, you know, you're a regular person just like them. And, you know, mm -hmm. when you have conversations, you can learn a lot. So, you know, for me, I didn't do, you know, a business degree. I didn't uh, do anything significant like probably some other colleagues in the space. So for me, going to these shareholder meetings was my education in business and investing kind of taught me a lot more. Kind of realized that lawyers get paid to do, do what they do uh -huh. because they actually sit down to read. Mm. And that's something that, you know, you get to appreciate more as you invest that although you might see something that looks pretty, Take a second and read the little side note that it just, you know, is barely below, but actually has a significant amount of value. So, you know, you might see uh, something free. Mm. Read the fried print. It might say, conditions apply. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a really significant thing, you know, because really and truly, making money is great, but building those relationships, being mm. able to leverage those relationships, at the same time, being able to apply some principles in life. So, you know, your capital is finite. So is that you're going to invest it or you're going to find a way to actually defer some of those expenses to the future. And you're saying the, the potential for investing is twofold. You earn money, you also earn re relationships that bring you further in life. Significantly. I, I, to be honest, over the last two years, it's transformed my life significantly in terms of, you know, the ability to earn and also to build not just, you know, in my investment portfolio, but, you know, take care of other financial needs like interest and pensions, you know, so mm -hmm. that just goes to show, you know, investing has a lot of power. Guys, I hope you're taking notes, you know, you're hearing it from some seasoned investing professionals. <laughs> no, why should, and I guess, David, you can answer, why should investing become a norm for the everyday man? The funny thing is, when we speak about investing, sometimes it's the context. I think we should also look, at in, look back at it from the perspective of, you know, individual. So sometimes, you know, parents invest in their kids, you know, in the education, but at the same time, some of us haven't actually invested in ourselves. Mm. So for some persons, they might invest in real estate, gives them the return. Some of us might invest in cattle, mm. give us the return. I invest in stocks, give us the return. Invest in watches, get us the return. Mm. But the thing is, it should become an anomaly because the reality is, as Shanice really pointed out earlier, the value of your money decreases as time progresses. And, you know, 
a typical about beef patty, and I mentioned the bonus ice cream back in 2008, $80 to buy a beef to buy a beef patty. Now it's $240. Mm-hmm. Devonus ice cream, like in 2016, about $350. No, $650 for a single scoop. That just goes to show you, you know, no matter when we're, we're whatever you're doing, you are going to need to invest to put yourself in a better position because mm-hmm. unless you're earning more, the expenses are going to continue to climb and the value of the money you actually have or you're continuing to earn might be less. So we, we get anomalies pretty good because less persons, you know, would be in a negative position and they'd be in a better place right now. Uh, I love that answer. Shanice, you want to add something to that? Yeah, man. I like to look at um, Jamaican's favorite meal, KFC. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a KFC fan. I remember Boy, when you're 500 could have buy a meal deal. Mm. $500. Can I even buy a chicken box now? No, you know. <laughs> no a pro- meal deal is... It probably can't even buy a fries. <laughs> a meal deal is basically grand. And that uh-huh. should show you that the that $500 you have in your hand, no, it's the same $500 you had mm-hmm. when you could have bought a meal deal, but it yeah. can no longer buy the meal deal. Mm-hmm. So you have to make that $500 worth twice the amount. 10 no, years from now. 10 years from now in order to keep affording to buy the things that you used to, to survive, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. We're not going to survive if we don't invest. So, and I think that's a hashtag. Investing equals surviving. It does, unless you have a you know a nice like a rich family or you well, pump up some oil in your backyard or our trust fund. And the reality, how many of us come from money like that have trust funds? Not so me. We have to we <laughs> have to work for it. Not many so yeah, right? the average person, you have to invest your money in order to survive. So effectively, folks, the nine to five not cutting it, right? It depends um, on where you are still. Well, but no matter what you're earning, you still need to invest it because inflation will eat away. The prices are increasing every no, day. No, so, I agree. I agree. That's true. Right. Um, so I want to jump into this and I'll just continue with Shanice. Walk us through that moment in your journey where you made that big decision to invest your earnings. Um, it was when I just started working, really. Came out of UA, got a job. I wasn't even making that much money, you know, but um, I was lucky enough to have people around me who were in the finance field and they started telling me about this stock market thing. I never know nothing about that. Um, studied the sciences. I've never studied anything in finance. So it was <laughs> big up David. Me and David are <laughs> science people. So it was brand I, I new really. to me. <laughs> it was brand new to me. Um, and then we met this guy on Twitter, actually. His name is Randy Rowe. And the way he spoke about investing and the market and how he can make money, it sounded really interesting. I mean, I like money. I, I like to make some. So I started, you know, I threw myself into that environment. There was a little group. We started learning, you know, about the stock market thing, about investing, about, you know, how you can turn your money over. And you can buy pieces of companies that are in Jamaica, you know, even things that you buy, the mackerel, your, your, your sardines, you can actually buy a piece of the company mm-hmm. that, that you get those from and you can make money from it. So I was like, yeah, man, this is interesting. And, you know, I started learning about it. I opened some investment accounts, VM being one, and I started buying stocks and, you know, learn over time, do my little research and the more I learned, is the more I realized that I could make a good amount of money from this. And I started making a lot of money from it. I was actually making more money than I was actually being paid from my job. Mm. So it really became 
an eye-opener for me. And it opened me to a whole new world. And I'm here now. And, and I, I will never stop investing. I, I love that story, truly. David, David, do you have something else to add to that uh, about your journey? No, so my journey was, you know, a little different. So the first, and actually, I really appreciated the benefits of investing was, you know, uh, bought a stock. It wasn't necessarily a liberated purchase, but, you know, it was an accidental purchase, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I bought it for $21 and my laptop stopped working. Go to the electric sh- electrician, uh, Don Ligoni, and, you know, he says, it's time to repair it. So, so I also got $29 to the proceeds. Uh, when, this, when this trade settled, which was T plus three, then meaning trade settled after three business days, I just paid the guy and I got my laptop fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, and then shortly after that, a couple of months later, I went to like $60 and it split. Yeah. So, you know, if I if I didn't have to fix my laptop, I'd have made a lot more money. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it just showed me that the potential to earn more without putting out certain efforts that you would have to do for certain things. So instead of, you know, having to say, I'm going to wait a hundred plus years to get twice my money on $30,000, I can buy a stock, you know, ordinary share in a company, a stock exchange. It goes up 100% probably a year or two and, and bingo. There's also the dividends paid out, which is substantially higher than any general commercial bank's interest rate. So that's just, you know, how my story started and still going right now. So basically investing has been a part of your life from them say, I did any. <laughs> <laughs> in a sense, and you know, for people are always surprised when I say I like, commission major and they're like, why the commission? I tell you all the time, I got better at business and, you know, investing as time progressed because it's not like, ah, you know, as they would call it, that mentor, you know, is like, David, why you do this week? Or whatever? No. Uh, you know, got that exposure from Randy and in a sense, but, you know, for me, it was always listening to other persons and, you know, just learning from my, my, my surroundings. That's just it. Not always are going to have that quote-unquote teacher going to be like, hey, what do you do this week? Let me show you a better way you can do it. Some of us have to just learn by experience. That's just become a part of my life, you know, learning by experience, not necessarily by, you know, going to a class because yeah. experience does pay a lot more than, you know, theory at times. And, you know, I just want to touch on a, a quick side note. You said it was $5,000 fix your laptop at the time. Yeah. How much? How much fix can you use to fix a laptop right now? <laughs> I cannot imagine five thousand dollars fixing a laptop. Nope. That was tw- today's day. That was twenty sixteen. You know. That so. was twenty sixteen. So again, guys, you're getting even more ammunition to invest because money depreciates, right? The value of it. Yeah. Mm. Now I want to get into something a little bit core to the topic: ride the waves or stay the course. How did you, Shanice, how did you garner the knowledge to needed to make the right investments? How did you know when to make an investment and when to come out of that investment? So, um, as I learned by mistakes, <laughs> it didn't come all at once. When I just started out, I was fresh, didn't have as much knowledge as I should, but I jumped straight in. Bought some stocks. Not really know why I'm buying them. Mm. You know, you hear a couple companies. You know the companies. They sound good. So you buy them, you know, expecting them to, to be good over time. But along the way, I learned that anything you do, you have to do it intentionally, right? Yeah. And that goes for investments. So any investment that I buy into, any stock that I buy into, I need to know when exactly I want to sell it. Mm-hmm. So all of that has to come before. So I create a goal. I'm going to buy stock A. 
I want to make 20% from stock A in three months. Mm-hmm. And that is how I make my investments. When I get to my goal, I exit. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And then I find the next vehicle that's going to give me the next amount of money that I want. It could be the same stock. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do the analysis because you have to be constantly analyzing any investment that you make. Any stock that you buy, you need to know thoroughly why you bought it, what you want from it, what it can reasonably do for you. And if that changes at any point along the way, you need to go back to the drawing board to see if it still makes sense. So whether you want to buy a stock for, whether you want to hold it for three months, three years, three decades, you need to know exactly what is going to happen over that time to give you what you want from the stock. You can't just buy anything blindly. Mm-hmm. One thing we can't do in this market is gamble. Yeah. So you have to actually know before you even make the investment exactly what you want it to do. So you will know exactly when is the good time to buy when is a good time to sell, whether you want to be long-term, short-term, whatever you want to call it, all of that has to come from the start. Yeah. So in a nutshell, you have to invest with a purpose. You have to invest with a purpose, with a goal. Yeah. And a goal that's realistic to your circumstance. You can't say realistic again for me. Because <laughs> I know some people come into the investing game and expect that they're going to earn Warren Buffett money. Yes. Right? But it's, it's, uh, it's time. It's time. It's a process. It's a process. Yeah. So, David, do you have something to add on, on that note? Well, Shane uh, mentioned it, you know, in the sense that it's really a trial by fire. Mm. So, it might get somebody to, you know, point out your mistakes, you know, and say, and give you a different perspective. But, you know, she might do that correctly. So, before you even buy the stock, you have to consider a couple of things, you know. So, why do you think the stock will go up? What is supporting that principle? Is it that you, ex- you realize that, for example, it's a trend? So, mm. Let us say at the end of every quarter, this particular stock goes up by at least this per amount based on some other metric or something else. So let's take example, you know, a stock moves up on the announcement of a dividend or, you know, some major announcement, some things you don't expect, some things, you know, you can speculate on in a sense, you know, based on your path that you, you know, outline as an idea. But yeah. at the end of the day, you really have to, you know, say, all right, if I make this investment, what is my exit? And don't and something I take all the time. Don't be afraid to take profit because you never go broke making profit. <laughs> you go broke. Hashtag. You go broke holding on to a position that continues to go down, mm. and you're continuing to quote unquote as they would say discount cost average. You know, buying the stock as it goes down to you know, reduce your average cost. Yeah. When probably should just exit a position because mm. you know it's like you know as they say sometimes you know they are seeds of everything so. Well, it might be, you know, have a great time to have a Christmas cake in, in December, mm-hmm. when it be this time to you know, have it in summer. Yeah. So, when it comes, so like it, I mentioned, you know, you have that target. And, you know, what, is, what, what would you consider, you know, your risk tolerance, you know, let us say to, but let us say stock price goes on 10%. Are you going to be in a significant financial distress? Because there's times when you're going to be lucky, probably like a FedEx lucky, you know, go to a Las Vegas casino and, keep the company alive for another two weeks. Mm. And the other times you're going to just, you know, end up in a worse financial position and you're going to be like, Jano, why did I invest in that stock? No, and that's really just it because people all the time, capital, you know, uh, facilitates capital. So if you have more money, it's easier to compound that money. But at the same time, if you know in your heart that, you know, if you lose in this position, you're going to be in trouble. 
mm. you shouldn't do it. Yeah. And you know, that, that's just the reality of it. So for me, an exhibition is we, you know, we have our goals and she's mentioned a car earlier. You know, I want to continue to come on in capital, you know, take on other opportunities. So I see the stock, I saw it, why would it go up? If it doesn't go up, is there something else in the market I can capitalize on to actually make that money? So let's just say your goal isn't occur uh, in so let's say your goal is three months old, right? Mm-hmm. And let's just say you see an opportunity to make fifty percent on another stock. You shouldn't be afraid to actually exit that position to make money on that stock and then come back because you have a bigger war chest to buy more units and benefit even more when the stock price goes up. Yeah. So you know, that's just my take in a sense. But you know, it really comes down to you know that research and that background part. And you know, as I mentioned earlier, lawyers get paid for what they do because they read. Yeah. So if you read something once, read it again. Because you might something and it might look pretty to you, but when you read it again, you're like, oh. That's what it meant. Or, you know, you message somebody there and they say, Virgin, uh, let me just bring up this Google page or, you know, this document to show you. Like, and that's something I want to also emphasize. Don't be afraid to, you know, accept losses and, you know, to ask questions with your friends or other colleagues because sometimes the best uh, kind of medicine is criticism by others because you actually appreciate, you know, that your mistakes are mistakes and you should really learn from them. Mm-hmm. Listeners. I'm hearing a lot of things and I'm trying to take notes as best as I can, right? But I hope you are because I'm I'm getting some really good nuggets from these two seasoned investors. I want to ask you now because you both touch on, touched on losses and that's a part of the game. You can't just expect really. to get profits only. There is loss, mm-hmm. loss as well. So have you ever experienced a significant loss? I say, yes, man, I this. <laughs> no more investing for me. <laughs> Um, I would never say no more investing. I I willingly take losses. Mm-hmm. So as David, something David touched on, sometimes you make um, a decision to purchase something, a purchase a stock, and you expect the stock to give you a certain return. Mm-hmm. Um, probably sometime along the way, you realize that it's not going to do that. However, this other stock over here could maybe take you out of the loss that you would have been in this stock and make you even more profit. And then you could even take that profit and buy back the same stock when it falls even lower. Mm. So you can't be afraid to take losses. It's a part of the game. Or stay the course. Or stay the course. But if you're going to stay the course, you have to make sure that you keep buying. Yeah. You can't just buy something and hold it through the losses and ex- and just pray that it goes back up. Buy it all the way down. If you believe in it that that much, that long term, that you mm. will stay through the loss, buy the loss all the way down. However, if you think it don't make sense to stay in the loss, take the loss, find another vehicle that's going to make you back the money that you lost on that, and then you can possibly come back to the same stock um, when it bottoms out and ride it back up. Yeah. And that's how I approach all of my investing. So I'm not afraid of losses. I've taken many losses in the market. I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, but I've made millions of dollars. So yeah. it balances out. So it's you shouldn't be afraid to lose anything in the market. Mm. Fear is something that should drive you and not hold you back. I, I love that. Listen, I've, <laughs> I need to start a series. I'll be a hashtag now. Fear is repeat. I needed to repeat that for the the, the listeners. <laughs> Fear is something that should push you and drive you instead of holding you back. I love it. No, David, do you have something to add on on that note? 
a major loss that it were, did you did you receive a loss from investing in the SA? Yeah, man. I'm done, you know? No. Or you, you no, continue to no, stay, no, stay no, the no. course you went End down. End of the day, is either a quote-unquote become a Mackenzie, a Mackenzie, what's her last name now? It's not Bezos. Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, uh, you know, new bill. Uh-huh. Or, or I continue investing because end of the day, is either I get rich by the latter or as I mentioned, you know, becoming a, a sugar baby or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or... I continue to invest. Like, any other day, losses are part of the game. Yeah. And, you know, Chinese mentioned it. And here's, here's a better analogy. So, if the Honda is taking you five minutes to go from the top of the boulevard down to the stop at where and is, mm-hmm. get a Porsche. You reach there probably a minute. Yeah. No, and, and that's just an extremely simplified analogy. Sometimes, you know, say, like, for example, when Transjamaica came out, right? The prospectors at the time. Uh, I had, you know, seen a similar event when Rosinko and all those other prospectuses and IPOs came up back into December, December 2017. And, you know, at the time I realized the market experienced a relative decline as persons, you know, would sell to get cash. And for persons listening, when you buy a stock, you exchange cash for the shares, which is cash for ownership. Mm-hmm. When you sell, you exchange the shares or ownership for cash. Yeah. So I decided, you know, to exit the market and exit a good month for those positions. Like I just sold my portfolio. And, you know, at the time, the IPO closed and everything, I was ready to get back in the market. But two stocks, and, you know, I was like 20, 30% on each of them. And I felt away, but by the time, you know, those clients came in the market and things kind of bottomed out, I started to buy a couple of positions, buy a scat three, I went back, went to five, bought one at four, sold at six, you know. And that's just it. Like, it might take you a little bit more mm-hmm. in terms of gains to make back up to that original capital base because... If you lose 1%, you have 2% to get back to that position. But as your losses increase, it takes your money to get back to, to, get to the base position. But at the end of the day, you need to accept that, hey, I was wrong. Yeah. Because the reality is capital is finite. And it's better for you not to tap out of the ring and just say, I'm out. And just, you know, reevaluate and find a different opportunity. Because the reality is you're not thinking static in the market. Mm. The dynamics are always changing. And, you know, while we haven't had, you know, for example, shorting the market as yet, you can always get money from different stock at any time, you know, and that's just the reality. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, guys, I think this one is a big thing in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, a lot of Jamaicans particularly, <laughs> say that, okay, them not invest because them have a little bit of money, <laughs> right? Them don't have the big lump sum, them don't have the two million, the three million, the five million. Them now I invest with them 10,000 or them 5,000. What do you have to say about that? Uh, so on yes. my Twitter page, if you look at my pinned tweet, it says I started with $15,000 mm-hmm. entering the stock market and I turned that 15000 into a million dollars. And that is essentially how the stock market works. Yeah. You do not need a huge lump sum. As an average person, I'm an average person. I started with what I have. Started with whatever you have. There are companies that will allow you to start with nothing. Mm -hmm. There are companies that have a huge lump sum. And there are also companies that will have like, you know, the nice five, the 10, the 15 that you can start with. Whatever you have, just start. It will grow. It, It grows. It constantly grows. And anytime you have a little money, 
you keep putting it in there. Mm-hmm. So no, you do not need a large lump sum to start. I definitely did not have that. Yeah. Because if I was waiting on that, I probably would have never invested. Mm-hmm. So whatever you have, the average Jamaican can buy stocks. The cheapest stock on the market. What is this now, David? Um, is it still Sibony? Yeah. A dollar. Yeah. A dollar can buy you a stock on the market. Mm-hmm. That's as simple as it is. There you have it, folks. Yeah, David. So, you know, the, the quote-unquote restrictions aren't as significant as they were when I started. So, back when I started investing, you know, you had to buy 100 units of a stock or sell 100 units of a stock. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just one unit. Yeah. And, you know, you don't even have to actually, you know, go with the minimum requirement to open an account anymore. So, when there's something called an IPO, initial public offering, when a company is first coming to the market, you can go to the lead broker, which is the main broker for the offer, mm-hmm. and say, hey, I want to buy into this offer. And a lot of these offers have a minimum subscription amount of like, you know, a thousand or two thousand American dollars. Mm-hmm. For even example, the Wigton, the minimum amount applied for Wigton was one thousand dollars, one thousand American dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. And that went to pass as a dollar, you know, in twenty nineteen. So, you know, some persons would have seen a significant return on their investment, you know. And that's just a simple reality that there is no barrier anymore in a sense that, you know, you have to have this amount of money to open up this brokerage account. She mentioned that, you know, some brokers that, you know, don't require minimum amount and, you know, it's just best to start. So I tell my friends, you know, hey, just open the account because the worst thing that can happen to you is that let's say there's a way for you to make, for example, 30% in two weeks mm. and you wait until the day before the opportunity is supposed to realize and you're going to be like, let me go to open an account now. Yeah. You probably just get knocked. And, you know, to my friend, just open the account. It's not going to cost you anything. Mm-hmm. So, in the, so unlike a bank account, you know, where some bank accounts, you know, charge you if you have a, a balance below a particular amount, brokerage accounts typically don't charge you for not having any funds in that account, you know. Or, you know, as I said, just open the account, can leave your minimum balance there. Some brokers actually pay interest mm-hmm. on the balance in your equity account. Yeah. So, you know, there's no pain in just, you know, opening the account. Just start because the reality is the best time to have started investing was yesterday. And yep. it's not tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. yesterday because inflation is still already high and we're all feeling it. Yep. Rich or poor. I love that. So guys, I need I need us to lose the idea that we need the lump sum to invest, as both Shanice and, and David said. But we've we we've spoken about a lot of things, right? And you know, you're you're hearing it from seasoned investors, but not a lot of us have the time, the patience or even the wherewithal to invest. So remember, guys, we as investment advisors at VM Wealth Management, we stand ready to assist you on this journey and guide you along, regardless of how small your initial investment is. So remember that, guys. Now, Shanice, and I think this might be maybe a very passionate topic for you, (laughs) Um, both of you, that is, what has been the most rewarding part of this journey for you? I mean, can I say making money? <laughs> That's what it is. So I know you spoke right. about a lot of goals and stuff like that you set yeah. out to achieve. So I feel I feel financially free. You, I don't amen. have to worry about not being able to afford something or um, not knowing, you know, what's gonna happen to me in in five, ten years, how am I going to be able to afford this, this, that? I, I don't really worry about those things anymore mm. because I have my money growing yeah. in the market. 
I mean, my portfolio is my pension. It covers my current expenses. It's something that I'm going to always be able to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And there are no problems like money problems, you know. Like, you have other <laughs> problems in the world, but when you're broke, yeah. yo, it's, all it's you. All it a lot of problems them come up to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So being able to obtain financial freedom is something big. And, and the literacy, the knowledge, being able to spread the knowledge to other people as well. Um, people come up to me on a daily, um, thanking me for showing them this, for exposing them to something that they probably thought was out of their reach. Because the, especially the minimum opening thing, mm-hmm. that deters a lot of people. Um, you hear about stocks and investing and you think it's a rich person's game. Yeah. That's how I always thought about it. That's mm. how I grew up thinking about it. So when I finally realized that anybody can do it, the average person, I'm not rich. I was never rich. And I was able to do this in a market that that's huge. And, mm. and it's something that everybody definitely needs to know. Yeah. And it's something that once you really know it and you see it, you're going to be passionate about it yep. because it's, it's life-changing. Uh-huh. I mean, I studied the sciences, started out in the sciences, but it became such a passion for me that I started working in finance Yeah, yeah. because that's how real it became in my life. And it's something that I, I wish every Jamaican knew. I think the average Jamaican, every Jamaican should strive to own stocks mm-hmm. on Jamaican stocks on the Jamaica stock market. So we need to change the narrative then around only certain type of people can invest yes. with a certain yes. amount of money. Definitely. And I think all of us can do that working in the, in the industry. Definitely. That's or or just being overseers of the industry and, and viewers, stand by us. So, you know, Word in part for me, you know, is kind of doleful. Mm-hmm. So the first part, you know, is seeing my friends, you know, a lot happier to actually see their money working because, you know, for some persons, you know, the most they've been told by their parents is save your money, <laughs> get education, and just humble yourself, you know, yeah. and avoid it as best as you can. Like, it's something that, you know, even from, you know, per- bankers or you know, other persons, you know, in probably finance are going to say, or, you know, even persons who don't know any better are going to say, hey, avoid debt, just save. And the reality is, don't get me wrong, nothing wrong with saving. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it cannot just be as you're going to save and not either find a way to either increase your income or reduce your expenses. And there just comes a point where you can't reduce the expenses beyond a particular point. So you have to find a way to earn more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you know, have friends, you know, so for example, I have a friend, you know, he actually, you know, I just me investing and bridging the start the account open. And, you know, like almost every year, I, this is probably the, the most, well, this most significant year I've gotten so many calls. I'm at a broker I'm saying, you know, do you know this person for the reference part? When they call for actually, if you know this person, everything that gotten a call so many times this year. And, you know, it's pretty resounding and, you know, pretty great because for me, that means, you know, more people are investing and, you know, they're taking their own steps, you know, to own their financial future because, you know, as Chinese mentioned earlier, a lot of us, you know, have a massive foundation, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of wealth or, you know, even knowledge. And, you know, you learn a lot by investing because you actually learn what actually happens, you know, with companies and why some transactions take longer, you know, or why this has to happen or that has to happen, you know. The second part is those relationships and those things that, you know, you never forget, which is those great memories. So 
I remember going to Pegasus, you know, uh, JC little session, you know, digital assets, and I met this young woman and kept in contact with her. She sent me a post on Twitter one day in October 2019, and you know, she's like, just do it because you're pretty good at it. So I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know, that's probably simple, and you know. You know, when somebody is pressing you to do something, and like, you know, like a period, can I say, like, just do it for your own good? Mm-hmm. Like, so I did it. Then I was able to purchase my laptop. And, you know, that was in January 2020. I knew what happened two months later. The world just shut down. Yeah. I, you know, took my laptop and just, you know, had to use to earn my money. And then use that money to actually continue to invest. And, you know, every year, like every Christmas, every day is close to Christmas, like eight years before. And, you know, every year I get a certificate from a particular spa on Hope Road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a full package, you know, because, uh-huh. because although, you know, I was continuing to invest and make money, at the same time, I was able to limited by the availability of capital, you know, and yeah. it's not like I was working at the time, I'm, you know, I was in university, and, you know, I really, you know, thank her every year, you know, I said thanks every year to her, and she's like, when are you going to stop? I'm going to be like, never, not until, I, not until <laughs> I'm gone. Uh-huh. And, you know, investing, you know, has brought me a lot of gains, you know, financial wealth and so forth, and also, you know, relationships at the same time. Yeah. Just taught me a lot because the world is not as simple as it seems, but at the same time, there are ways to, you know, benefit from it so i would say you know invest and you know don't limit yourself you know to just you know saying sex is a rich man thing everything is a rich man thing that's all i have to say yeah i love those little nuggets he gave me just there no david and effectively what i got is that investing is a door opener it opens avenues for a lot of different things now guys unfortunately we are coming to the end of this week's episode but before we go I want both of you, Shanice and David, to give me, to give us one or two takeaways or pointers, if you will, that will help us along our investing journey. So Shanice, give me one or two, two takeaways. All right. Well, I'll say any investment that you make, um, start it with a goal. Mm-hmm. Never go into anything blindly. So whatever stock you buy, make sure you know exactly what you want from it, when you want it. Um, how that is going to benefit you. Mm. And you put all of that together, you create a goal for yourself and you will see your money growing exponentially. You have to be intentional with all your investments. So set your goals and go towards the goals. Read, research, throw yourself into the knowledge. You don't need all the time in the world. It's the easiest thing to do. Take it from somebody who knew nothing about finance and was able to really turn over um, a lot of profit for myself and build wealth for myself. So it's anybody's game. You don't need a lot of money. The average person can do this and the average person can become a millionaire from our stock market. I, I, I love it. No, David, give me one or two points that we can take away. Sure. So the first thing I would say, you know, is actually do your background homework because it really hurts, in a sense, to know that you just buying something because you see something and you didn't do the background research. And the thing is, although you might be able to, you know, sell the stock and, you know, get your money back, it might not be as easy either because some stocks are also what you call a liquid, meaning that it's very hard to actually realize anything, you know, either a gain or a loss. The second way I would say, you know, is just to get started just take your time and you know the best thing you probably can do for yourself is 
to just do what you can do. So as you mentioned, you know, some that retire are acumen to, you know, continue to go forward, so, you know, continue to be diligent in the market like that. But sometimes if you can do this time, probably 30 trades for the year, for example, and make 100%, then you're in a good position mm-hmm. because your money is, you have a lot more money now later on in the year than you have after the year. At the same time, you incur less fees in a sense, you know, some of us have the time and acumen to be out in the market, but otherwise, if you have the opportunity, you can probably get a unit trust or, you know, a managed product, a managed portfolio, but otherwise, if you would have the acumen, but have the time, just do what you can do and just make money in the market as needed. Yeah. Now, on that note, guys, I think it's a good, a good note to end on. I want to extend a big thank you to both Shanice and David for joining me here on the VM Wealthwise podcast. The next episode promises to be a big one, so make sure you tune in. I'm your host, Javon Vanuil, and until next time, stay wealthy. And remember, for all your wealth management needs, just call us at 876-960-5000. That's 876-960-5000. Or email us at wealthinfo at myvmgroup.com. That's wealthinfo at myvmgroup.com. Podcast courtesy of Infinity Media. Don't forget, you can build your wealth with us at VM Wealth Management. Advice, solutions, performance.